listening to Nightlight. Hi and welcome to the latest edition of Nightlight. Back with us on the program is Steve Gilb. Steve's been on the show three times before. We asked if he could come back once again because he has some testimonies he wants to share. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Welcome back to Nightlight, Steve. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Yeah, well, first of all, it's great to be back with you too. And this is indeed my fourth time on the show, and I'm really thankful for it. And I'm now in California. I've been here for, let's see, this is my sixth month here. Wow, time flies. Uh, At the end of April, I moved here from Indiana, and uh, I'm happy. This has been a very good change for me, and yes, here I am. And listen, if you're meeting Steve for the first time, then I should let you know that Steve was born blind. Steve, as a blind person, what's the difference as you experience it between living in Indiana compared to where you are now in California? Well, in Indiana, I lived in a smaller city. It was kind of just a a Midwestern city with, uh, I mean, it's growing It is growing and developing a lot, especially since when I first visited there as a kid, when I saw my grandparents, because that's my dad's hometown. In California, I live in a much bigger city. There's always a lot more sounds and noises and smells and people and bigger crowds, at least from, from my perspective as someone without sight or for whom the healing hasn't manifested yet, but I'm still believing for it. Well, that's interesting, Steve, that as a blind person, moving to a city can make life more interesting for you than in the quiet of the country. Yeah, and another big difference is that I live closer to the ocean, so I get to go to the beach regularly, and I really love the ocean. I love the being in the sand, feeling the soft sand on my feet, and even getting it wet in the water. Wow. In certain places, like when I was in Asia as a kid, and even when I spent some time in Mexico, I did a bit of swimming in the ocean. Not here in California because it's just too cold and the waves are pretty strong. I really love the ocean. It's just so uh, vast and wonderful. And I always just marvel at how uh, the Lord is so in control of the waves. Like it says in that Bible verse, I forget where it is right now, but he commandeth the waves that they go no further. I think it says something like that, right? I think that's a psalm or a proverb or something. Right. The, the ocean just gives me a lot of peace, yeah. Bringing you peace in the midst of the storm. You're listening to Nightlight. Steve, you asked if you could be on the show today so that you could testify of the impact and the fruits which Melvin's classes on the new creation have had on your life and ministry. Melvin is certainly our most prolific Bible teacher on Nightlight. I added up his shows and he's been on 26 times, I think. And I know his classes have been a great blessing. Certainly they have to me and also to many of our listeners, including you, I'm happy to hear. So much so that you've asked to be able to testify. So please go ahead. The show is yours. Well, to start with, I'll have to backtrack a bit to uh, 2011, when I had what I consider my first real personal baptism in the Holy Spirit. I was going through a desperate time in my life. 
I was learning a lot of lessons. I was taking some rest after, I was actually on missions in Mexico at this time. We were busy with different mission projects and the Christmas season is an especially busy time for us. So I was taking some rest at the end of the Christmas outreach season. God started speaking to me. I was facing some emotional challenges. Let's just put it that way. Okay. God started speaking to me. He says, I brought, I brought you to this point where you come to the end of yourself so that you can experience enhanced spiritual gifts and power. Wow. And of course, my reaction was, hallelujah, I need that, you know, because I really did feel at the end of myself, yes, and I, I still need We it. all do. But uh, at that moment, I felt especially empty, especially ready for some kind of infusion of the Holy Spirit. So I continued to listen during these days of rest. I continued to listen to the Lord, and He told me about how He wanted to... In fact, He had already given me the gift of healing. Because a few years before this, I had prayed at the unexpected request of a friend of mine whose mother was dying from kidney failure. I had gone to his mother's house with him and prayed for him. He'd said to me when requesting that I go, he'd said, I know you have the gift of healing, so I'd like you to come with me and lay hands on my mother and pray for her, and I know she'll get healed. And this was really unexpected because he kind of did it on the spur of the moment like I want to take you now are you ready and to be honest I really was not comfortable with the idea because I did not think that I had the gift of healing right. like I said I'm backtracking even further to 2006 2006 when this happened I really had no Little to no faith for healing, really, especially praying for others to be healed, because two years prior, my mother had passed away from, from cancer. This was really, it just came at me out of the blue. I didn't expect it when, when our friend back in 2006 asked me to go pray for his mother, but I didn't want to offend him, so I went. So I prayed for her, and to make a long story short, she was healed. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Uh, it was a miracle. The doctors said they couldn't believe she was the same person whose x-rays they'd been looking over when they checked her. And uh, her husband, who'd been a total atheist, got saved after his wife was healed. Wow. This was amazing. But what I'm getting at in briefly sharing this testimony is that even then, like as happy as I was for this, I was still too stubborn to fully believe that I had been given this gift of healing and I didn't want to use it. I held it against God because at that time I thought it was he who had taken my mother. Granted, she is with God now. She's with the Lord. No question about that. But I now believe sicknesses like that, it's, it's the devil that brings them on. I mean, God is definitely with us in them and through them. And if we die, we go to be with him. But sicknesses like that come from the devil. That's what I now understand. Anyway, at that time, I thought God was the one who had stolen her from me. So I held a resentment against him. But one of the things the Lord spoke to me about returning to 2011 and my baptism in the Holy Spirit, 
In fact, let me correct myself. This was the end of 2011, the beginning of 2012. Kind of into the beginning of 2012, the Lord spoke to me here along these lines. He said, he said that he wanted me to let go of this resentment against, against God. So I did. And once I did, he said, um, I want to enhance your gift of healing. No, rather, I, I want to activate the gift of healing again in you. He also told me to forgive anyone else against whom I held a grudge. So I worked on that. And um, as time went on, like from the beginning of 2012 on, the Lord started uh, increasing those gifts in me. Like I would pray for those who were with me in, in Mexico at this time, those who were on our mission team, if, if they were sick with you know, colds or pain or whatever, and the Lord healed them. Wow. And then I got used to uh, praying for people on the phone, you know, different people we ministered to both in Mexico and in the U.S. and other places. And if they were sick, they would ask me to pray for them, and many of them would get healed. I even saw a cancer case be healed over the phone. Wow. Praise God. In 2016, when I had come back to the States, I prayed for somebody in another state whose number had been given to me by a friend. Like, I'd never met this lady before. She had breast cancer. She'd been previously healed from it when someone else had prayed for her. And so she knew she could get healed from it again. So she did. And what basically happened is um, I prayed for her for several days. And from the first day on, each time I prayed for her, she felt a heat go through her body and the tumors shrinking and it became easier for her to breathe and she just felt better all around. So I prayed for her for several days until she was completely healed and her healing was confirmed by a doctor. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Wonderful. And uh, that was amazing because in the past, I had laid hands on some people. Sometimes they said they'd, they'd felt heat coming from my hands, but this had never happened over the phone. This was really something new for me. I got to the point where I accepted healing as my calling, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, also, during that baptism of the Holy Spirit, I, I received the gift of tongues, too, let me add. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go into that uh, in just a little bit. But with healing, I accepted the gift, but it took some time before I was able to uh, believe that I myself could also receive healing. Right. Because I'd always believed that God had created me to be blind for a reason. In fact, uh, this was still my frame of mind the first time I went on your show back in 2016. And I said so. I believed that my blindness was like a thorn in the flesh, that... God had allowed me to have and to not go away because he would use me better. Yes, that's what you said. One new development that I didn't previously talk about is that I have a girlfriend. And in fact, we were just beginning to, we'd been connected for only a few months. We'd gotten to know each other only for a few months. You know, the first time I went on this show, she played a big part in my coming to believe 
that healing, God's healing, was for me also. She lives in Switzerland, and I've been to see her there a few times already. Oh, wow. She had gone to South Africa back in the mid-2000s. I think it was 2013. She went on a mission trip over there, and she, well, she saw some people get healed there. She went to a, some healing conferences that were going on there, and she saw some people get healed, and she, too, received the gift of healing there. And so when I first met her, she really wanted to help increase my faith that I could be healed from blindness. But I was pretty attached to well, my, my then current belief that my blindness was from God, and I wasn't about to ask him to take it away. I, I might add I was pretty stubborn at times because she kind of repeatedly at times, with a lot of love, but yet with insistence, she kept saying over and over, I know you can be healed. I know you can. I was like very stubborn. I was like, no, I don't want it. I don't think it's for me. So just leave it at that, okay? You know, I don't know if I use those words, but that's definitely the attitude that I, I had. Right. Sometime later, I had a dream. This was around March of 2017. I had a very vivid dream. This might be interesting for the listeners that for me, Though I can't see, I can still hear and feel and use all my other senses in my dreams. So Interesting. This dream was very vivid. In this dream, I was with my girlfriend someplace. I'm not sure what country we were in, if it was in Europe or South Africa. I'm, just, I'm not sure. But she'd gone out someplace, and I'd stayed home. But when she came home, she was really excited because... She told me, listen, while I was out on the street, I met a, a blind man, and I asked if I could pray for his eyes to be opened, and I did, and the miracle happened. I know it could happen to you if you'll just believe. Wow. But in the dream, I got really mad and told her no. Uh, I rudely rebuffed her, and that made her very sad. But what stuck with me more from this dream was that as soon as I had rejected her, I had a, a strong feeling that in rejecting what she was telling me, I was rejecting what the Holy Spirit was telling me, because the Holy Spirit was speaking through her. I not only made her very sad or grieved her, but I'd also grieved the Holy Spirit. It wasn't like I didn't hear a voice telling me this, but it was just something that was pricking my conscience, an acute awareness of this. Because by this time, she wasn't the only one who had faith that I could be healed from blindness. But there were others, too, who felt the same and who desired to pray for me. But I always, like, I wouldn't even let people pray for me. That's how stubborn I was. But after this dream, I knew it was time to uh, accept what the Holy Spirit was doing and open myself up. I was convinced that God wanted to heal me. So that's when I started in March of 2017, believing and speaking to my eyes, laying hands on them and speaking to them, commanding them to, to see. Occasionally, I've even felt some tinglings in my eyes, which although the miracle itself hasn't been fully manifested, I know they are signs that God is at work. And I, I'm still speaking to my eyes. Now I'm at the point where I no longer ask the Lord to be healed, but thanks to uh, 
Melvin's classes on healing and the new creation, where I now believe that I have been healed because the healing was paid for and even performed since the day that Jesus died on the cross. That's right. Even though maybe it hasn't been manifested it. But now what I pray, what uh, Melvin taught me to pray, and what I really believe is from the Holy Spirit, I, I now say, when I lay hands on my eyes, I say, thank you, Lord, for, for paying for my healing. Or I just say outright, thank you, Lord, for healing my eyes. Now please teach me how to receive the manifestation of it into my body. It's never completely dark when you're listening to Nightlight. Now here's where we get to the part where Melvin came in and how the Lord used him to enhance my knowledge of this new walk. Because when I started walking in and then believing for healing, I didn't know that this was part of something called the new creation. Right. Not until I heard Melvin's classes on your show. As you said, I know he's been on your show several times, like I think you said about 26. Now, I can't say I've even heard every one of his classes, but uh, the ones that I did hear through which God really spoke to me, the one on the mystery. Oh, yes. The ones about meditating on God's word. That was really a, a turning point in my life, uh, learning to meditate on, on God's Word, because I had a lot of familiarity when it came to Scripture, since I have a strong background in Scripture, and I was taught to memorize Scripture, and I have so many verses and chapters memorized. But through Melvin's class on meditating on the Word of God, that, that really helped me get out of that familiarity and realize that these promises are still valid today. That's right. Like I even got healed from a headache and an allergy that was plaguing me at the same time simply by meditating on Isaiah 26.3 for half an hour. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. I laid down and meditated on it. Uh, this was after hearing Melvin's class. I meditated on that verse because I was actually gonna, I was thinking to take some medicine to get rid of this stuff. You know, I'm not against medicine, but the Lord spoke to me. He said, this is something you can take a spiritual stand against. This is something you can get rid of through just the word of God. Right. So why don't you try meditating on that verse? Because at that time, at that moment, I was actually very much in need of peace because I was carrying some burdens that I wasn't casting on the Lord. That wasn't helping me physically either. So I meditated on that verse for about half an hour, and I was healed. Wow. And another time, I meditate on Psalm 46.10 when I had a headache. Be still and know that I am God. I repeated it like uh, over and over in my mind without the help of any medicine. You know, it took some time, like probably I'd say 15 to 20 minutes before the headache was completely gone. But the more I repeated that verse in my mind and thought about the meaning, that, okay, God is speaking to me here. He's telling me to be still and know that I am God. The same in the previous incident. God's perfect peace is for me, I'd tell myself. God's talking to me through those promises. I need to believe them. So the more I repeated those promises and reminded myself that God was talking to me through them, the better I felt until the, this headache was totally, totally, completely gone. 
and I didn't need any medicine. Now, I'm being honest that I'm not at the point yet where I can get full healing from just the Word of God, but I'm growing into that. Right. I'm growing into it. And another thing that Melvin's classes also really helped to enhance was the gift of tongues, which I received back in 2012 when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like I said, the baptism began in 2011 with uh, receiving the gift of healing, and then it went on into 2012 receiving... uh, receiving the gift of tongues. I received that gift because, see, I grew up in a movement that believed in speaking in tongues, and I often heard adults speak in tongues the best they knew how, and I would just try to emulate them, right? follow them. But when I received this gift in 2012, it was like the Lord gave me a new language of my own, but from Him through which I could pray for things that I otherwise didn't know how to pray for. What happened was um, I just felt all of a sudden one evening in 2012 like pouring out my heart to the Lord, so I got down on my knees. And I'm not saying you always have to be on your knees in order to receive spiritual gifts, but that just happens to be uh, the posture I was in at that time. I was on my knees, and um, all of a sudden words started coming out of my mouth that I didn't understand, but I knew they were coming from the very depths of my heart and that my mouth was being controlled by something supernatural, uh, a supernatural force. Wow. And um, I just let it flow. And the more I did, the more light, lighter of heart I felt. And um, I let it flow for several minutes, and then the Lord finally spoke to me. He said, you don't understand what you're saying, but I do. This is the manifestation of the gift of tongues in your life. And you're going to use this gift from now on. Praise God. Now, I was alone in my room with the door shut and nobody could hear me. But this is what happened. This is how I received the gift of tongues. But even so, I didn't use it very faithfully, only in the most desperate of moments. But when Melvin started, when, when I heard his class on your show about speaking in tongues when I eventually got in touch with him. Well, let me say that the more I heard him speak on your show, because I kept up with his classes on the new creation a lot that that you would record on your show, and then I eventually uh, knew that I had to contact him, especially since he lived here in the U.S. I just knew that he could help me satisfy a hunger to grow in these different areas. So uh, I... I believe I got his email from when it was when it was given on one of your classes. I wrote him, and we established contact. And this was last year, actually. Okay. That he started teaching me classes, and they've really done me a lot of good. And last year he started giving me his take on the gift of tongues and encouraging me to use it more regularly. Okay, I did for a while, but even then... I didn't really stick with it. But just about a month ago, God spoke to me and said, I want you to get used to praying only in tongues when you are praying by yourself from now on, when it's just you and me. When you're praying with others, you can pray in English or in Spanish or whatever language you speak. But now, 
I want you to get used to only praying in tongues. Interesting. So that's exactly what I did. I started praying only in tongues, and I found myself able to do so even while I was doing other things, like washing dishes or doing exercise. Like Now, of course, I still take time just to pray in tongues without doing anything else. Right. Nevertheless, it's an ongoing thing that I can do even while I'm working, because I'm actually home by myself a lot, since uh, my brother, with whom I'm living, works out of town a lot. So I have a lot of time to just uh, practice speaking in tongues, even as I go about my duties of, because I'm still continuing to write articles like the ones I previously read on your show. And I'm also giving Bible classes over Zoom to different people in, uh, in Mexico and other places. So I keep busy, but uh, I speak in tongues a lot. Uh, I've been at this for about a month, like I said. Um, it was on August the 13th of this year that the Lord gave me this revelation that he wanted to speak in tongues more constantly. It's just been really amazing, the fruit of speaking in tongues. Like, I felt so much lighter of heart. I find it's easier to cast my burdens on the Lord, like, completely. Praise God. Because when I pray in tongues concerning the situations that are on my heart, it's like I know I'm praying God's perfect will because the Spirit is praying through me. It's not my flesh. You know, the Spirit itself is making intercession for me. That's right. When, when a month ago I started praying only in tongues, when by myself, I had some swelling in my right foot. For different reasons, I was unable to go to the doctor and have it checked. Um, and I was speaking to it and commanding it to be healed, but the, the miracle wasn't manifesting. I wasn't losing heart. I knew it would. But the interesting thing was that it manifested on the very first day of my praying only in tongues. Wow. Like I had started doing that probably sometime around midday. And by the time I went to bed that night, I noticed that the swelling in my foot was gone and it never came back. Praise God. I, I just find so much good fruit born in speaking in tongues. And also one class that I've listened to on your show and which Melvin has given me personally is the class on authority to which I use to a certain degree praying for the sick. You know, I would command certain sicknesses to, to leave the people's body, and um, they would get healed. Oh, actually, that reminds me, while I'm on the topic of authority, one thing that also helped increase my faith that I could be healed from blindness was that right around the time I received that revelation, I prayed for a lady I knew in Mexico, I prayed for her via Skype, a real woman of God who ran an orphanage over there where I used to go on mission trips down there to, to minister and to teach Bible classes to the young people in the orphanage. And this dear sister had some difficulty with uh, Parkinson's disease. She was wheelchair bound. I can't remember how long she had been in the wheelchair, but I think several months when I called her on Skype, renewing contact with her after a while of not being in touch, um, that's when I found out about her current condition, and the Lord led me to pray for her. So I spoke to the Parkinson's disease, commanding it to leave her body so that she can get up out of the wheelchair and walk. So a couple days later, I called her again, and she said, 
Stephen, I have a surprise for you. The morning after you prayed for me, I got up out of the wheelchair and I'm walking. Wow. So it's like, praise the Lord, you know. And that night of the of the same day that I heard about this miracle, well, I guess both things happened in, in the evening. Because I was talking to her in the evening when I... Uh, when she told me about her miracle of healing. It was early the next morning, in the, in the wee hours of the morning, when I woke up with some severe cramps in my legs. Like, this has happened to me before, but they always just came and went as I stretched out my legs. You know, my muscles would bunch up, but they'd go back to normal after I stretched out my legs, but this time it was not getting better. It was getting worse. In my heart, I began, because it was like four o'clock in the morning. People were still sleeping, so I didn't want to make too much noise. But in my heart, I was crying out to the Lord, what do I do, Lord? What's, what's going on here? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, do you remember what happened last night? I said, yes, uh, this lady got healed. And then the Lord said to me, well, if you commanded the Parkinson's disease to leave her body and she got up and walked, don't you think that if you spoke to the cramps and commanded them to leave your body, they would obey you? I said, oh, I didn't think of that. Let me try it. So I did. I kept saying, cramps, go away from me in Jesus' name. You have no power over me and you have no right to be in my legs. Leave me now in Jesus' name. And I kept saying that over and over, and the more I did, the more the cramps disappeared until I could finally uh, get up and walk again. Praise God. And then I went right back to sleep, and uh, I've never had cramps like that again. Wonderful testimonies. And since then, I've been learning to walk in authority more. I was actually making a transcript of... because. I don't know if you know that I've actually been helping Melvin transcribe some of his classes. Yes, I heard that. Yes, God bless you. Yeah. And um, one of the classes I transcribed was authority. Two-part class on walking in authority. One thing that happened during that task was that the recorder that I had loaded the audio file on and from which I was transcribing, the recorder just stopped working. I knew it had been sufficiently charged so I knew that it was for a spiritual reason, like the enemy was not happy that I was transcribing this class. So I spoke to the recorder. I said, recorder, you're going to work in Jesus' name, and we're going to finish transcribing this class. Um, I actually had to say this a few times before it got started, but eventually it did, and I was able to finish this class. On another occasion, because you see, not only am I continuing to take classes with Melvin, but since he's okay with it and even encouraging it, I'm teaching those same classes to the folks I teach over Zoom every week. Oh, that's wonderful. And they're really growing. I was teaching somebody, well, actually a whole group of people in Mexico about walking in authority. And sometime later, one of the group members, a lady, asked me to pray for her, her boyfriend, who was battling with serious dengue fever. He was feeling very sick, and nothing she did for him was helping. Like, I don't know if he was getting worse to the point of death, but he definitely wasn't getting better, and that was really driving her to desperation. She said, 
I beg and beg God to, to heal him and to relieve his discomfort, but nothing happens. But then, right then, the, the Holy Spirit hit me and I said, well, why don't you try, instead of begging God to take the sickness away from him, why don't you try speaking to the sickness in Jesus' name and commanding it to leave his body, like we spoke about in the last class? So she did, and um, he was healed right away. Wow. And so I'm not only continuing to take classes with Melvin, but I'm endeavoring to uh, walk in what he's teaching myself, which I really believe is, is God's teaching for us for today. That's right. And I'm teaching others to do so. It's nightlight. What a delight. Honestly, I, I finished that story a bit quicker than I thought I would. If you have any anything else you want to ask me about it, be my guest. Well, no, those were wonderful testimonies, Stephen, all very clear. Well, I do want to say one thing. Thank you so much for having Melvin on the show, because it's thanks to that that my eyes were open to these teachings. And like it says in Ephesians chapter 1, I think verse 18, the eyes of my understanding have been truly enlightened. Thank you so much for recording those shows with him on it. And it's thanks to you that I know him personally too. Praise God. Amen. Well, you're very welcome, but glory be to God because it's, I mean, it's all just the work of his spirit, these shows. There is another thing that I could share that I think would be an inspiration for listeners. One thing that's developed since we were last on the show is that when I was previously on your show, I really wasn't doing much in the way of teaching God's word to other people, like directly on a live basis. I mean, I was writing articles, you know, and I guess in a way that's teaching because, right. you know, they were based on the word of God. And I, I'm still doing that. But last year during the lockdowns, a lot of the people I were ministering to were very discouraged because they couldn't go to church. And I'm talking mostly about people who I continued to follow up on and minister to one-on-one in Mexico from my previous mission trips there. Right. And by this time, I had learned to use WhatsApp uh, on my phone. So I had created a group to kind of put them all in. And in this group, we'd share reflections. Uh, I'd share a lot of my articles, and other people would share inspiring writings, like little reflections or YouTube videos, and even prayer requests and answers to prayer. But... When the pandemic hit, many of them were discouraged because they couldn't go to church because of the lockdowns. They couldn't go to church anymore, so they didn't know what to do as far as how to get their spiritual feeding. So the Lord showed me, this is your time to step up and teach them and build them up because they really need Praise it. Praise God. That's when I learned about the the Zoom platform. One of my friends from the group set up a Zoom account, and he was my technical host for a long time. And we had some really great meetings. And in some of those meetings, people were even healed. We saw some really wonderful answers to prayer. Praise God. During that time, I also did what I could to study about the use of Zoom. Right. I prayed a lot, read a lot of articles online. I did a lot of practice calls with people. And now I'm at the point where it's coming more naturally for me to host Zoom calls where I'm teaching. And I'm getting more used to Zoom. 
I have my own account, and I use it for the glory of God every week to teach classes. Sounds great. Uh, Steve, if any of our listeners want to sign up for your classes and join your group, can they do that? Sure. I have, a, I have an English class, first of all, that meets every Sunday, unless something comes up and we have to cancel for some reason. We meet every Sunday at um, 9 a.m. Pacific time here in California. I have a Spanish group that meets at 3.30 p.m. on the same day. And these sessions last for an hour, sometimes more, depending on how the the spirit flows. These are uh, Bible classes. I'm going to post this show on my Facebook profile so people can contact me there if they want more information. They could, you know, they could leave a comment on the post or they could send a private message to me through Facebook Messenger and I could introduce them to the meetings. Good idea. Steve, thanks so much for those super inspiring testimonies. It's just wonderful how the Lord has been moving in your life. Before we close, anything else that you'd like to share? Well, I would actually just like to say as a brief closing word, I want to thank you again for putting Melvin on the show all these times. And I just want to encourage the listeners to go back over these classes Review them regularly. If you haven't really made the step to walk in the new creation, I want to encourage you to do it. Amen. And if you have, keep it up. And it's going to be a fight sometimes because we've been taught a lot of things to the contrary that were based on more religion than relationship in my opinion. Right. And it's easy to fall back into these things. Like even speaking in tongues sometimes doesn't come naturally for me because uh, the, the devil fights it. Most of the time it does, but there are times when it's more of a struggle and uh, I have to tell the enemy or the flesh, I have to say, shut up in Jesus' name. I'm going to continue persevering in this. Amen. And I quote verses like, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So I just want to encourage the listeners, if you haven't really made the, the steps to walk in, start walking in the new creation, do so. And if you have, keep it up and don't be discouraged. Don't give up. Just persevere. Because this is really God's move for today. We're getting deeper into the... Um, the end time, and we need those classes. Nightlight. And listeners, if you go to the playlists on our Nightlight Shows SoundCloud platform, you'll see a playlist called Bible Teaching Shows, and you'll find all of Melvin's classes there. And if you miss Steve's previous Nightlight Shows, there's shows number 132, 166, and 200. And on those shows, Steve plays some of his acoustic songs, beautiful songs, and let's go out with one of those. Until next time, God bless you all. Bye for now. When your problems grow And you just can't find solutions When you've lost your way And you don't know where to turn 
This is the time to go into the presence of Jesus and give him all your burdens, worries, and concerns. The Lord is never deaf. His ears are always listening. You can tell him anything and he will hear. And he is never blind. There's nothing that he cannot see. And there is nothing hid that he cannot reveal. So let him hold your hand and he'll show you which path to take. Listen to his voice and he will guide your steps. Daily seek his face and always keep him in first place. And he'll be more to you than a light and better than a known way. Don't ever feel alone, forsaken or discouraged. In moments when you don't hear his answer right away. Simply rest in him and wait patiently for him. His path shines more and more unto the perfect day. So let him hold your hand and he'll show you which path to take. Listen to his voice and he guide your steps. Daily seek his face and always keep him in first place. And he'll be more to you than a light and better than a known way. He will instruct and teach you in And he'll always guide you with his eyes. So let him hold your hand, and he'll show you which path to take. Listen to his voice, and he will guide your steps. Oh, daily seek his face, and always give to He'll be more to you than a light and better than a known way.